listener. Z. Listener, z. I'm sure we have more than one. Are you sure we've got more than one? Uh, All right, listener. Dear listener, Mm -hmm. they're recovering, you see. Hello, George. Welcome to the new year of 2024, or whatever year it is if you use a totally different calendar from us. We're slightly groggy from last night. (laughs) Rampant sex will do that to us. yeah. (laughs) And 15 minutes of solid fireworks where you have to shout. <laughs> That's right, but it's one way. <laughs> solid. <laughs> anyway, so with that, we would like to wish you a very happy new year and welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast 436. Whoops. Whoops. I'm Jean. No, 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 no. Music. No. Right. music. music. Pause for music. Pause for music. <laughs> I can't get the stuff. Welcome, welcome to this in the latest of a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... A man with a batleth. I, I, I've got a batleth, big solid metal yeah. batleth. God, I can... it weighs a ton. It does. It's awesome. It's very good. Yeah, it might be blunt, but you could certainly brain You could do some damage. Yeah, you could still kill somebody with it. Yeah. There yeah. was a moment we'll in November later. when we didn't think it would get through customs, but it did. <laughs> I, I am trying to find a spot of it on it on the wall, but it's got to be a part of the wall and the house that nobody goes to all that often. Because if it falls off the wall, uh, and yeah. onto he, someone. He initially yeah, yeah. wanted it in the hallway above the stairs. <laughs> oh, I, I can see death. <laughs> Decapitation. Yeah. You know how Humphrey died yeah. in ghosts. Yeah. 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 You also need a bit of the house that's structurally sound. Yeah. Hey, the all way. the house is structurally sound. <laughs> yeah. Some of it more structurally sound you than You need others. the more structurally sound. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is the bit above the stairs. <laughs> right, we have no crumbly today because oh. it's a bank holiday oh. and he, quite frankly, just can't Stan being with us. No, no, no Steve. No, uh, Steve has quite seen. sensibly emerged in mince pies and leftover turkey and is burping gently somewhere in Bubush. Good luck to you. And I am here for the last time. Well, the last. We will mourn you. You will mourn me. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be dead. Are we sure? Stop it, you. He's dead. <laughs> now, I'm I'm having some time off to go to college, and it just happens to happen on a Monday, so it'll be a few months, and I'll pop back, and then I'll be gone again, and then I'll pop back. Not like she hasn't got letters after her name as it is, you know. <laughs> I mean, she's got a list of letters she can put after her name legitimately. As someone said, enough to alphabets. <sighs> so, yeah. Missing you, you already. I'll be, I'll be at home with you. I'll be gone for like a few hours on a Monday, and you'll be here. So how can you be missing me? They would seem like eternity. Oh God! <laughs> Grief. We got all the way to what two o'clock in the afternoon on January the first before you pulled out the mush. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. How about we go to the news with El Presidente? Let's do that.
Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Doctor Who may return. Oh. With Shooty Gatwa's first full episode <laughs> behind us, we now have a rough date of when to expect his first full season, May 2024. Filming of Gatwa's second season began back in October, so it is likely that will finish shooting before his first full season even airs. Mm. We're going to talk about his first episode in a minute, so yes. we won't spoil yep. it. No. Apart from Keith, I don't, honestly don't know what the others thought about it, so this will be an interesting conversation. Mm. Richard Franklin! Dead! Oh, yeah. poor old boy. Richard mm. Kimber Franklin has laid on his last Jeep, ending his watch at the age of 87. Franklin is best known to the world as Doctor Who's Captain Mike Yates, appearing as a series regular for much of the John Pertwee Earthbound era. He went on to make brief guest appearances in the anniversary stories The Five Doctors and the Incomprehensible <laughs> Dimensions in Time. <laughs> Many may also remember him from TV series as Dixon of Doc Green, The Saint, Blake Seven, Heartbeat, and especially for his stints on soap operas of Crossroads and Emmerdale. His final that was film... when it was Emmerdale Farm. Was. His final fil- film role was an engineer on the Star Wars film Rogue One. I did not know that. I didn't, I didn't know, know that either until I saw it on Wikipedia. It must be true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch Rogue One now and yeah, scrutinise all the background. May I take umbrage with part of your um, write-up there? Right. Wasn't it Benton who laid on a jeep? Yeah. It I was. like about yeah. me. Yeah, but they're all the same yeah. to me. <laughs> there's, some, there's lovely um, lovely tributes to him online. Katie yeah. Manning was with him yeah. just a couple of days before he died. Yeah. They were good friends, yeah. so... Yeah, 87 yeah. Is, is a good innings, yeah. but... Ish, yeah. He's been ill for a while. He's he a lovely person. I've, I've had the great pleasure of meeting him oh, yeah. a fair few yeah. times. He was at Capitol yeah. a few years yeah. back oh, when yeah. they did a reenactment of one of the scripts. Yeah, yeah. 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 And quite frankly, if what they made of it had actually been televised, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere I've got... I think Not I've, be a children's programme. I've still got the video of him swinging a white cat round singing Daddy Wouldn't Buy Me a Bow Wow. Yeah. Convention <laughs> <laughs> camera. Was, that was, yeah. yeah, that was a leisure hive, wasn't yeah. it? That was a leisure hive one, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got Not very weird cats. and surreal. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Any addendums? I have. A few addendums. You have addendums? If I can find them. (laughs) I am not sure if it's too Who related, but he he is sci-fi related, at least distantly, is Tom Wilkinson. Dead. Dead. He was awesome. He was um, Gerald in The Full Monty. He was Gerald in The Full Monty. And he was in The Great and Excellent Marigold Hotel. Yeah. He was also Carmine Falcone in Batman Begins. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he was Richard Moore in The Exorcism of Amelia Rose. Yeah. Emily Rose. Okay. He was the, uh, I think, the priest who was involved in there. He was also in Green Hornet, Lone Ranger. Yeah. And uh, Titan. Yeah, okay. He was he was yeah. seventy five, wasn't yes. he? Yeah, yes. he was he was one of those English actors who's everywhere. He's not been a breakout megastar, but he's been a constantly working yeah. actor. He was excellent in the Full Monty. Yeah, really oh God, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, have you got something more cheerful? It's hang, New Year. You hang, know. On, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. It's not much of an addendum because I think it is finished now. But um, the new Marvel What If dropped yes. in, really the pe- in the period between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. They're all still up there. 
And I don't think I've watched the last two yet. I'm a couple behind as well. But my favourite one so far has been What If the Avengers Assembled in 1602. I haven't seen that one. It's it's medieval, but uh, Shakespearean Avengers. (laughs) I liked the Nebula one. The Nebula one, the first one, the Nebula one was fantastic. That's my favourite. It's also the only one I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's not much of an addendum, but it has a Keith Dunn seal of approval. Please watch it. Yeah. And that's the end of the news. Right. Being New Year, we have our usual lists of hopes and dreams, predictions and fears for the coming year. Our conglomeration. Yes. <laughs> Should we start with our predictions? Okay. Oh, Should we start with our predictions? First, if you can tell us what we predicted last year, okay. and then we'll... Uh, Share our new predictions. So, a year ago, give or take, mm-hmm. uh, we predicted, well, at least fake Keith predicted, oh, no. Sylvester McCoy attempts to reenact the cliffhanger from Dragonfire by dangling by his brolly from Beachy Head. Ooh. Coastal erosion takes care of the rest, Ooh. and the resulting pile of rubble takes over from Yanto's shrine as the go-to place to mourn. <laughs> That didn't happen, did it? It no. didn't. No. 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 It could have done, though. There was a lot of coastal erosion well, we, going we, on. We got, we got that new Skelly Bob. New Skelly Bob? <laughs> yeah, they, they found the dinosaur skull oh, and the rest of it yeah. halfway. So that was nearly the same nearly thing. Nearly the same. <laughs> Dragon, Dragonfire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a fish. <laughs> Real Keith predicted that the MGM Amazon finally gets together and we get SG-1 reboot, continuation in production, maybe not shown, but in production. I don't think it even went no, into production. No, there's constant talk and rumours of it happening or something yeah. happening, but yeah. I don't think... Was it this year we had the AI SG-1 or was that the year before? AI? The AI written SG-1 story. Oh, I think that was the year before. I don't remember that. AI yeah, no, no. The, the, an, a a, no an AI story, written, right. computer-written story. That they did as a read-round. Oh, okay. right. Adam predicted one final venue for the Doctor Who Worlds of Wonder roving exhibit. Then that will be the end of it. Mm. Fake Heath added, for an extra point, where will it be? Adam said probably either Cardiff or London, most likely Cardiff. Everyone else thought London, more likely, and to coincide with the 60th. No points there, then. Actually, it is going to New Zealand, isn't it? it? Well, that's not Cardiff or London. (laughs) It isn't Cardiff or London. And it's not there yet, is it? I don't think it's there yet. No, so you get zero point. Little point. I don't know if it's going to be the final one either, but quite possibly. Stephen, however, predicted that for the Doc 2 60th, they would do a big event to celebrate a big convention like the 50th. No, unfortunately. Not quite as bad as the Star Trek 50th, but uh, they haven't done that much. Actually, I I don't think we did. Did we actually do any cons last year? Yeah, Capital. Oh, Capital, that was it. And then then I think you and I did Derby? No, no, I I did Derby. I I went to Derby. I I only did one con last year, which is is poor. Go to I will do. No excuse not to go to Ville. It just it just occurred to me. Well, You've got a bat left now. You well, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, last uh, last year with Hooverville, I was going. Yeah, I should really go. I didn't go last year, and when I finally made up my mind, they closed. The, they sold uh, out. Yeah, yeah, they'd sold out. So yeah, there's big that, lineup. That one was my own thought. On, on following on from Steve's prediction, mm. I predicted they probably won't do a big event to celebrate Dot Two's sixtieth. Because it's the 60th rather than the 50th, so I'm partly right. Yeah. 
What they will do will be a bit naff like the nepotistic 50th after party at the Bear Fire. So that bit isn't Fortunately, like... they didn't. <laughs> no so I get half party. a point. Although Moffat did have a great screen grab of him with his face and hands at the after party on his Instagram. Yeah. Saying, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fake Keith, and I object to saying this one. Mm-hmm. Fake Keith predicted that The Last of Us will be picked up for a second season. Pedro Pascal will insist on making Joel's death as real as possible so he will live he will hire tiger woods to swing a golf club and an error in the measurements will see tiger become the first person to get a hole in one using a man's rather startled looking head as the ball <laughs> that didn't happen well they got a second season well, yeah, so <laughs> that's, half, that's, right? that's half a point <laughs> real keith predicted the peter grant series goes into production with either tosin cole or john boyega as peter grant Again, not shown, but definitely confirmed in production. No. Uh, we're not doing very well at no. all. I've got half a point. But to so be fair, I. we didn't predict the Hollywood chaos. This is down, true. Which yeah. was, had some effect on some of these, but uh, whereas I predicted, having just found out it's February, is probably a bit more unlikely, but nevertheless, Doctor Who will get a panel at the Disney D23 Expo, including the reveal of one spin-off. And fake Keith says, I'm obsessed with spin-offs. Well, you are. <laughs> and that, that didn't, didn't happen. happen. That did not happen, but it was in February. It was well before yeah. Disney actually had any Doctor Who on. Yeah, and I predicted we will get an announcement by the end of the year of the Doctor Who spin-off series of some sort. It probably won't be Torchwood, but maybe the Paternoster Gang or something along those lines. We haven't had the announcement, no but there was murmurs of actually bringing back Torchwood. <laughs> there, there are rumours abound about uh, Sea Devil series. and yeah. but... No points for murmurs. No. <laughs> right, Stephen predicted that John Barrett... <clears throat> Ooh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. Stephen predicted that John Barrowman will be redeemed at last and will be able to come back. Don't think there was any redeeming needed, personally. No, no, but certainly he hasn't been brought back into the fold. He's not got back to Big Finish. He certainly hasn't been back in Doctor Who. Perhaps he's just busy. Hopefully. I predicted that Tom Baker will announce that he is immortal and nobody will be surprised. (laughs) He's not dead, so... not dead. Still still possibility. Was a real Keith predicted. It's almost a given. As it's the celebratory year for Doc 2, they will bring out bags and bags of excellent merchandise. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure they did, really. No. Nah. Got a new screwdriver. Only, yeah, the only thing, real thing we had was Tennant's new screwdriver and a couple of things from B&M, which our B&M doesn't seem to stock. No. Or it stocks them and they go really quickly. Yeah, yeah and we've got an annual. Yeah. So I, I were gonna, I'm going to go that as a negative. Yeah, unfortunately. Adam predicted we'll finally get confirmation of a new Star Wars film, a cinema release, not just on Disney+. Plus. No, we did. Did we? Did we? Well, this is a tricky one because they've, they've said they're going to do so many films which have now just disappeared yeah, off the, yeah. the schedule entirely. But they have now said there is going to be a Mandalorian-based film to finish up the Mandalorian, the Ahsoka, all that stuff wow. with Floney. Okay, I'll, I'll go to the next one. Stephen predicted, adding on to that, there will be a Mandalorian movie. So on that yes, basis, so Stephen we'll, gets we'll, a point. Stephen gets a Again, point. Uh, yeah. I, I'm potentially saying yes, but will it be cinema or Disney Plus yeah. release? Well, they're saying cinema, but... Yeah. Right, um, Genie, you predicted going totally off the wall, non-sci-fi whatever, because of the popularity and the rise of whodunits and detective series, they will recast Columbo and make a new version. Don't think so. No. I've not heard of that. I'm sure that'd be quite big news. 
And Adam predicted that Tom Baker would die in 2023. I've just checked, and he hasn't. hasn't. He actually checked his pulse. (laughs) I did that before we came out. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's got a Fitbit on, (laughs) and it's linked up to one of our phones, and we just check. So I got half a point. I got got about three half points. (laughs) I think Stephen won, though, because he's the only one who got an actual point. Probably, yes. Okay, so should we go for this year's predictions? Yeah, I've only got a couple. All right, then, my first prediction for 2024... Disney will announce a Dock 2-themed attraction at least one of their theme parks. Not necessarily a full-scale ride, maybe something small, possibly in the UK section of Epcot. There is a wonderful YouTube video, as someone has postulated a Disney ride on what they could do. Mm. Well, Disney have got the money. Could they discover time travel? Uh, Potentially. (laughs) Disney (laughs) potentially has the money. Would they be allowed to do that? Because they don't own the copyright. discover time travel? No, the the, the ride. Because they don't own the copyright. They're funding it, so... They might have to pay an extra bit of money to the BBC. I I think if Disney wanted wanted it, they would negotiate a deal. Mm. Yeah. And incidentally, when I was there, when was that, 2020, wasn't it? Just before the pandemic. I I went to Epcot at the UK section. I bought a Doctor Who t-shirt. They had Doctor Who t-shirts even back then. Gene, I predict there will be at least... One more missing story completed this year from okay. Doctor Who. As in found or animated? As in found. They will oh, find right. either eight episodes or episodes to complete one more. For a pre- for an extra point, which story? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, Riddler? What do you know? I, I don't know. I just think, I just have a feeling they will. You feel it will, in your water. I feel it you? in my waters that they will complete another old black and white. Uh, Omni rumour. Unfortunately, this is not a good one. Oh, no. Because of what is happening in Big Finish, Mm -hmm. I think Sylvester may not be long for this world. Oh, I don't know. Are you predicting he will pop in 24? Uh, Possibly, yes. Yes or no? We can't have a possibly. Okay, okay. Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Because they're banging out the last story. They are, but they did that for Colin about six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, but at the time it looked unlikely that Colin was... He was a bit unwell. Yeah. Aww. (laughs) It's two years in a row with them. Yeah. I predict that Keith will get arrested for wielding his batleth in public (laughs) and screaming, I am Keith, son of Fred, will do nothing to help his cause. (laughs) Love you. Love you too. (laughs) By swinging his batleth, you mean... The the actual thing, not not his mini batleth. (laughs) (laughs) Said you wouldn't say. (laughs) Adam, what's your next one? I get this in before anybody else does. We get official confirmation of the first new Doctor Who spin-off and told to expect more in the future. I repeat my prediction that hopefully now we've got a bit of stability with Bad Wolf, etc., that we will get another experience exhibition or another tour for this year. A prediction, is it? It's a prediction that we will get another one this year. Mm. We've had a good start, so I'm hoping, well, it's more of a prediction, but also a hope, (laughs) that the ratings stay relatively high. Okay. I predict that Elon Musk will get fed up with Twitter, stroke X, (laughs) and like a brat throwing away his toys, will close the whole thing down. Wow, we can hope. (laughs) Yeah, it does seem to be, if you want to wreck your your company, sell it to Mr. Musk. (laughs) He's doing okay with some of his stuff. SpaceX and Tesla are okay, but uh, yeah, um, Twitter, bad move. (laughs) Anyway, my next prediction, people become even more discerning with their streaming services and spend less on them, causing some to begin to shut down or merge. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's... We're possibly already beginning to see that. Maybe, yes. I predict... 
there are going to be a lot of confused people who buy season one of Doctor Who and wonder why it's in black and white. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if they do that, they're idiots for not looking at the cover. (laughs) Because they've relaunched in America duties of season one, which is... It is now Nunu Who. Nunu Who. The confusing thing about the collection Blu-ray box sets in America, there are several season ones. They yeah. do it per Doctor. So oh you've got a Tom God. Baker season one, you've got a John Pertwee season one. Uh, weird. Another unfortunate one for me. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to lose another Star Trek show this year. Ooh. Well, I, we I know the we got uh, at the moment. The only two we have is Lower Decks and Strange, Strange New, New Worlds. Worlds. So you're not counting Prodigy. Prodigy is technically already lost. Okay. I know it. I know it's still being shown on Netflix, but it's yeah. no longer with Paramount. Yeah, Picard. We've ended. ended. STD's ended. Uh, yeah, Discovery is ended. Isn't, isn't Picard doing a one-off? There is some talk of maybe a film and yeah. or Star Trek Legacy, which is the next generation's cruise, Voyager and whatever. Have they all but confirmed the Starfleet Academy? Uh, again, series? not been confirmed, not been denied. Okay. It's been set up. To my knowledge, it hasn't gone into production. I but think I, it'll be Strange New Worlds. I, I think... It's really? e- either Strange New Worlds or or Lower Decks. I think Lower Decks. They are both will, fantastic. Yeah, I think Lower Decks will just keep going for several more seasons because animation. Yeah. The cast doesn't get older or complain. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I can foresee see them sort of dumping another one. Mm. Right, my final prediction is that RTD2 will go completely mad, declare <laughs> himself to be Lord High Awesomeness of the Universe, and refuse to let anyone onto the set of the TARDIS unless they sing him a song about goblins. <laughs> And make slices of Marmite on toast just right. And there's a problem with that? No, it's just a prediction. (laughs) I mean, we knew it was going to happen eventually, so it might as well happen this year. Stargate will still not be back. (laughs) Again, another mini-rumoured. Yeah. But yes, it seems to be stuck in limbo. Okay, my final prediction then. A list of the upcoming dead. Number three, Walter Koenig will die in 2024. Number two, William Russell will die in 2024. And number one, Tom Baker will die in 2024. Wow, we're doomed. <laughs> right, chaps, we would like to hear your predictions for 2024. Send them to us via show at <laughs> Staggering <laughs> Stories. Dot Net. That was an awesome yawn. <laughs> the reason I was yawning is the Riddler was in mid yawn. Right, like every single one of you, Christmas Day, we snuggled down Oof. and we watched whilst full of turkey. Sausage rolls, pigs in blankets, jelly and ice cream, mince pies, and a truffle. Doctor Who, the church on Ruby Road. Pause for music. It was brilliant! (laughs) And Keith loved it too. Just a minute. Adam. It was okay. I, for me, it was the weakest of the four, unfortunately. Oh, no. I don't, I don't think there's been a weak one. Well, no, well, I wouldn't say it's weak, weak, but just by comparison to the other, the other three. We know Adam isn't musical. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't mind that. Seemed... What, what didn't do it for you? I don't know. It, 
Is this going to be another random hatred of Millie Gibson because no. she's not Karen Gillan? <laughs> she's a bit orange, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's often the way with these first stories for a new Doctor. But the villains were fairly lightweight. I liked the concept behind them, yeah. but the defeat was far too easy. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just didn't seem to have quite enough plot there for the time. There's quite a lot of talking. Hanging around in a flat. Hanging around on a ladder. I, yeah. I did wonder when the Goblin... Spoilers if you haven't seen it. I did wonder <laughs> when the Goblin King died, why they all just disappeared. <laughs> They're creatures of concept. Ah. Also, you got to think they've got these Goblin hordes. Yes. There's at least a hundred there, at least. Mm-hmm. And they're all feeding on one little baby. Yeah. No, so, all... so obviously... Last three days, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obvi- obviously, the... Baby is fed to the Goblin King, which and, and somehow them. it disseminates down to the rest also, of the horde. I like the whole idea of the coincidences, the actions, yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. making it the, the baby more vivid and more more yeah. tasty. And that is the power they they feed on, really, rather yeah. than the flesh. Rather than yeah. the actual, yeah. yeah. So Lena McCall didn't like the accidents. <laughs> and brilliant. Some smart ass changed her Wikipedia page to include her tragic death on Christmas Day in a bafflingly <laughs> Christmas tree related accident. accident. <laughs> Christmas tree. I enjoyed it. I do think Ruby looks a bit like Rose. We got oh, another. She we just got another to be blonde. Yeah, we you're got saying another... all us blonde people look the same. Yes, <laughs> racist. Yes, we got another blonde teenage who's about sixteen, seventeen, She's nineteen. So 19. She it 19? was her birthday. But yeah, it's the, there's a little bit of that kind of like, okay, so we see what your type is, then, Mister Davies. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved the fact that the doctors enjoying life. Yes, yeah. and. Yeah. I was Facebooking someone and we said he's very flamboyant. I said, I I couldn't put my finger on it at first, but there's an element of the third doctor. The fact that he's a quest for life. Okay, you wouldn't necessarily have got the third doctor dancing in a disco, but he was like, he just embraced life. He was flamboyant. This doctor's flamboyant. Um, They both. But Pertwee was flamboyant in his own way, with his costumes were out, keeping with the time. He was he was a peacock in his own own style. So there's that flamboyance and that excitement for life. There was just a bit of it that reminded me of Pertwee in some extent. I I personally thought it reminded me more of Matt Smith in the the excitement stages, but I understand what you're saying. Um, I I liked the, they did a bit of a It's a Wonderful Life thing. Baby Ruby got eaten by the Goblin King. And (laughs) Michelle Greenidge, who played Ruby's mum, kudos to her. Because when she was Ruby's mum, she's fostered like 33 kids over the years. She's just this wonderful mother. She gets things done. She's happy. She's stern. She's looking after her own mother as well. Who I'm so glad that woman got a cup of tea by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. But then when she never had Ruby, yeah. there was just a sadness in her eyes. She it's... was just, she was a, not a very nice person mm. at all. She's and the grandmother had given up on yeah. life. She was just waiting to die. Mm. It's interesting that quite a few people I've read online and some of the reactionists didn't get or didn't think that twist was convincing. Really? Oh, I, it, I thought it, it was wonderful. No, no, what yeah. I mean by is such uh, one person could do such a, a drastic change to your life. Yeah. But no, you meet somebody, doesn't matter who, and something will click and your life just gets completely yeah. changed in another direction. And having Ruby, have, being fostering Ruby that night just brought joy to her yeah. life. Yeah. And 
you know, yeah. it made her you, become this amazing foster mother. There, there are there are occasional people that you meet in your life that can absolutely spin it up and turn turn it round in good ways. And then there's Adam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that sliding doors moment. Yeah. It really yeah. is. The performance was subtle because mm. well, it was definitely the same woman. Yeah. She didn't totally change, but it was the tone of the voice changed, the Completely. body language changed. Yeah, instead of, oh, isn't she a beautiful baby? It's like this, this, she, brat. this little brat won't yeah. stay there. But the fact that she still put a name down to be a foster mother showed that was she still was still there. in there. There was also the other subtle things around that shift. The whole place is suddenly drab. There are yeah, no lights no on the lights wall. And... It's the same colour, but it's subdued. The kitchen, yeah. it was sort of they, a they dull tra- yellow yeah, they, rather they, than a bright yellow. I don't know whether they put a filter on the lens Probably or, or the desaturated the colour, mm. but it was it was there was a physical change there. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about oh, it was it was labyrinth like. Yeah. Oh, is that because it had goblins, goblins in a baby? That's, that's literally the only <laughs> reason we all it. thought, ooh, yeah. labyrinth. Yeah. Um, I, d- I didn't even really think of oh, that. Oh, I, d- I did. You hear Goblin King and Baby, you think labyrinth, you can't no, help it. No, you hear Goblin King and Baby, you know, you all mentally think of posing pouches. David, <laughs> yeah. David Bowie's David package, Bowie. yeah. But, <laughs> but that, that you can understand why people think yeah. that, because yeah. it's, it's natural. But it's there was, your initial that, knee-jerk That was reaction. where the similarity ended. But it, yeah. but it also fulfilled that desire that a lot of people have been asking for, the musical. Episode. Yay! Janice Goblin, she rules. <laughs> the Doctor sings. Yeah, and I love the way he sang. Yeah, the yeah. the uh, the dance that he did to go with it. Yeah, Ruby looking terrified while desperately yeah. trying to come up with a rhyme. Yeah, <laughs> it carried me through from beginning to end. Yes, there were one or two moments where I sat there thinking, like you, it, again, in some respects, reminded me of the first episode of Rose. There was a lot of fast-paced running around. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Um, break the new girl in but you know that that's not a bad thing i like the fact that you know even wooden ships have ducked in yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna come Jeffy's back to tube. this episode because there's a are. there's, there's well, a scene where the doctor is dressed in um trousers well, and an orange shirt and his hats when you first see the doctor yeah he's, he's leaning against the wall watching ruby and he's wearing something that he wasn't didn't wear anywhere else in the in the, the episode, episode and he looks sad i'm not sure that's mm. the doctor from this episode Episode. I def- think I don't, definitely isn't. I think it's a doctor from later in the season. Uh, also, yeah. Ruby points out he gets from the dance floor to save her glass really quickly. Yeah, is that, that because there's two of him there? Or that could just be the doctor being. It the could be. Awesome. It could be either way. Uh, it's nice to see though. Um, I was speaking to Jamie McCrimmon personally, right? and he's happy to see the doctor actually wearing something decent for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look good in a kilt. Yeah, and we have to face. The plot in the room. There's a plot. Mrs. Flood. Uh-huh. Yes. That's definitely going to be returned to. Come on then, let's get it out. Right. I think she's either Ruby mm-hmm. or Ruby's real mother. I don't think she's the master or the Rani because we've already done that one. Same here. I'm with you there. I, I think the the woman at the beginning who yeah. dropped Ruby off, I the, think the that was her years ago that's it, that's and that she's been watching Ruby ever yeah. since I yes. think that's the same person I don't think it's River Song no. I think no, it's no. I think it's a red herring that it's Flood and yeah. Pond yeah. and which River which is clever because Flood uh, Pond and River is Moffat's territory yeah. and also it's Mrs Flood so unless she didn't change her name she changed her name to uh, Flood you could call from... yourself Mrs Riddler but yeah. you know but you know but following yeah. on that, that, that that's but the logic she thing. knew she knew what a TARDIS was yeah. So at the end, she did. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Does she recognise it as 
a TARDIS or, or the, the TARDIS. Because there was so much of him doing short hops, I'm wondering if he didn't take her with him at one. Well, mm. the one point when she's gone about this police box park there, yeah. and you think, oh, it's a... I don't see then that it dematerialised while she was doing the shopping, and she dropped the shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so then, she was acting, but then why was she acting? Then why then? was she acting? So I'm more inclined to think that it's possibly Ruby's mum rather than Ruby to actually be, she was telling me the truth. If you know what I mean, the, sh- the shock of realising what it was. And I also have a question about Ruby herself. Mm-hmm. No parents' DNA on anything. At all. Not at all. Yeah. So she is recognised as human. But in, in storylines we've had in the past, we've had things that have converted themselves to human. Mm. So is she human yeah. or human <laughs> convert? Or... Is she from the future? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, is it, is it somewhere? Yeah. yeah, her parents haven't been born yet. yet. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a, one of my favourite little memes was uh, the woman in black with the baby. Yeah. And you can see just like the bottom oh, of her shins. Yeah. And then 13 in her black coat yeah. for, the, for the reveal. <laughs> yeah. But I think the woman carrying the baby was too tall to be 13. Yeah. I think she was also wearing a skirt. I really oh, I do. I tell if it was a cloak we, or a... We've also had... It could be a homage to, but I don't think we will have so that she's an exile, as in Turlow, because Turlow was put on Earth in oh, a Mrs. school. Oh, Mrs. Flood? Or, no, or no, Ruby. for Ruby. Ruby, okay. You know, Turlow was put in Earth from being exiled from yeah, it was a the Barmies. Exile, it was a political yeah. exile. So I th- unless he's going to do a kind of like modernised homage to that in some way, I think it'll be she is from the future, she is yeah. from here and... It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Hmm. So many different little theories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can never know with RTD, because as, as he, he said during that Unleashed interview, oh, yeah. oh, there's so many changes and we all know how Doctor Who fans love changes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sneaky The bit. one other big thing with it is I do think they're still playing the Toymaker's game. Oh, definitely. That's why Mavity. the goblins were involved. You still have Mavity You still have Mavity. Yes, but they haven't gone back to change over. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's either going to correct itself or it's going to be changed. I hope they never do, because um, gravity, it's not a word that comes up in every conversation, well, but I think it's just, it'll just be one, it's just going to be a weird Doctor Who the, thing. The, the thing that sticks in my mind is its time is to a certain extent circular. So there's going to be a point where Donna says, you, you don't realise the mavity of the situation, and, and Newton's going to sit there going, mavity, havity, gravity. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna flip back. That's one way they could get round well, it if they forget it. I think it's a signifier at this point that it's, it's still within well, the game. Yeah, we have got my lesions are coming. Yeah, yeah. there is also uh, the one who waits at the end of time. Exactly, and my boss. Yeah, and yeah. and boss. Mm. So there are certain plot hooks out there for the forthcoming season that we're going to return to. Mrs. Flood or Ruby are the boss. It's the fact that Anita Dobson said she'd signed a non-disclosure agreement. Um, Brian May. Brian May, yeah. What about him? She's married to him. Oh, yeah. And she won't tell him. He's he's gone online and complained that she won't tell him what's coming. I wonder how true that is, but anyway. (laughs) Mrs. Flood... The time travel involved is yeah, unclear. Anita Dobson is 74. Yeah. So 20 odd years ago. She'd she... still be too old to have had a baby, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. But who knows? See, it could just be that the mother is just a nobody, but that's not very good yeah. in terms of plot. 
So that does then narrow it right down to either Ruby is her own mother, maybe, or at least the woman who drops Ruby off is Ruby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's the obvious one. She looked too tall to be Ruby. She was quite, she seemed to be quite tall. And thin. Yeah. Mm. Very high heel boots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I personally like that she's from the future Mm. thing and that her parents haven't been born yet. Maybe. I'd like to Mm. switch it out slightly in some of my favourite dialogue. Excuse me, time travellers are wonderful. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. And and it's the first time we found out that it was a long, hot summer with Houdini. <laughs> yes. Although 13 said it was a wet Sunday. So it's, yeah, they, yeah. Were there, uh, they were all there for Dif- a while. Different memories. Yeah. Different memories. This is, Ruby is the first companion to work out time travel without having to be told. Yeah. She, well, she yes. worked yeah. out what was going on. Also, I like, I'm trying to re- learn the language of ropes. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, it sort of nicely hooks back to the specials where we have Tenant learning the horse language. Yes. Yeah. Still not overly liking the sonic screwdriver. I have no Sorry. problem with it. I've got to admit, I'm, I'm looking out for where it's on sale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not been released yet. It's is not it? been released yet. It's not shaped like a traditional screwdriver. No. Screwdrivers no. are cylindrical, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And this isn't. Um, so personally, as I think I've mentioned before, I would like them to go back to an, an updated version of the original. What the whistle? Not the whistle. The the, <laughs> the original. The original was um, basically just a, a light. No, it was a to- it, was it was a, a it was a it was a whistle to begin with. Yeah. Then it was a pen torch. What I mean, the the most common one, the Thunderbirds sonic screwdriver. The the silver thing with yeah. the oh, mini. Oh, the yeah. 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 Tom Baker that, that one. first appeared yeah, yeah. in Thunderbirds. Yeah. Did it really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the haft was a a handle that they used. Whenever they needed to cut to a real person unscrewing something. <laughs> yeah. And the top was Captain Blue's microphone. Oh, right. Uh, Anderson had a job lot sale getting rid of all its back. And BBC said, yep, right, we'll buy those, put it together, <laughs> and stuck a little bit of yellow tape around it. Yeah, well, but yeah. the, I think rubber toe. No expense spared. Rubber toe replicas a couple of years ago released a reimagined original screwdriver, and it had a crystal housing at the top mm. instead of oh, the. Right. And it looked yeah. glorious. I just. Yeah. The Lord of Bring really wants yeah. to go to back to that one. But I hope the Doctor lets Unit know that there's some structural work oh, to yeah. be done on. Uh, <laughs> Ruby's mum's home yeah, yeah, that rather. was quite a lot of damage abandons her in yeah. that situation to go you save heard. Davina Bacall and, uh... you heard the wind whistling through you did her. you did Poor, I, poor Davina McCall. I, that was that was a lot of injury. I did, I did like as well. He'd got caught up in it. You could see he got caught up in the excitement and everything else. And after he saved Davina, and he comes out and he wants to rush up and you know yeah. go up and see Ruby, and he stops, steps back, and he steps back and calms down. And the fact that she comes to him this yeah. time. I thought that was quite interesting, that he actually checked himself. You looks like you've lost a pound and found, found a, shilling. a shilling. Also, I'd like to give a shout-out to both Millie Gibson and Shooty Gatwa's chemistry together. Mm. The, the squabbling in the flat, <laughs> you know, sort of very quiet, very whispered. But... And you, you could tell her mother wasn't buying that at all. <laughs> yeah. she, she'd sat through years of bull from 33 yeah. kids. She's yeah. not going to... Yeah. Apparently, some of that was improvised too on oh. on the day. By the yeah. way, but the, the, the they're just the, the hissed whispering. You did all right. I'm sorry. And the fact that the doctor loved Lulu Bell's name when it really is an awful. Name. <laughs> yeah, it's unlikely. But is that some kind of weird callback to Trixabel from uh, Orphan 
I doubt 40, it. 59, whatever it's called. <laughs> no, it's just an awful name for a very sweet baby. <laughs> we apologise to any listener called Lulabelle. <laughs> you, know, you notice Lulabelle took things in stride, oh, whereas yeah. Ruby bawled her eyes out whilst heading towards the Goblin King's mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> While being seasoned. While being seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> any other comments on it, Tatum? Perhaps we should mention the interference by Disney. Oh, uh, yes, the um, they, they the policeman. So the whole bit with the, the big snowman. snowman head falling down the Doctor, that was a request for a scene with the Doctor early on. Oh, that's cool, because I like that scene. Like, so, yeah. it, it, uh, Obviously, RTD2 wrote it. Yeah, but it, as I said, in the writing of it, it reminded me very much of number eight. You got to ask the second oh, question. Answer the second question, not yeah. the first. For the TV movie, yeah, a bit yeah. like that, yeah. I wonder why they wanted it in there. They just wanted the Doctor to appear a bit earlier. Oh, fair enough. Rather than just have him as a mysterious figure just at the nightclub, and that was it until he's then yeah. on, on the, the on roof. The roof. Which yeah. I thought was a great scene. Leaping. Yeah, there's no gap in his uh, dialogue. Yeah. He just yeah. kept it even as he was running across and jumping. Yeah. I don't know if that was ADR, if it, actually he can do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the gloves. Oh, yeah, they can the either, Mavity gloves. They can, the Mavity gloves. They can either take gloves. all the weight for you so yeah. you, you can dick around on a ladder <laughs> halfway up in the sky. Do your Peter Pan impersonation. You can. <laughs> yeah. Or they make it really, really heavy. Excellent gloves. And also, very typically Doctor, they begin to run out just as the crisis hits. Yeah, 3%. 3%. <laughs> it did, but it didn't really matter, though. It yeah, didn't 3%. matter, but it was just... It didn't have any effect on the story. It was, it was just sort of a Typical. nice... <laughs> perfect, oh. completely reliable until you actually need them. I was kind of like sold on him at the last of the three-parter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, I've just warmed up to him straight away. With Matt, um, and Jody, I kind of like... You never yeah. said. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't dislike them. I just didn't... Took time to I warm up to him. took time to warm up to him. He's very much... Uh, yeah. The doctor. Hit the Got ground it. running. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a mishearing and someone misheard the very end bit and said he's... That he said he's a doctor. It isn't. He said, no, said I am I'm the, the doctor. doctor. Yeah. yeah. I'm the doctor. Because there was a mis- yeah, there'd been a thing on Facebook about him saying he's a doctor no. because there's another there's David Tennant's doctor still knocking around. Nah. So when I watched it a second time, I had a deliberate yes volume no. up and the actual I'm listen, the and it's no, it's yeah. he's the doctor. And yeah. the sorry, Jody, but he said it far more convincingly. I'm the doctor. I, 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 I love him. I think he's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he's my favourite doctor it's, ever. It's, oh, it's the legs, isn't it? It's the legs. It's the legs. <laughs> and un- unlike Matt Smith, this one can dance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but the drunk giraffe does not count as dancing. I don't know. It's iconic. <laughs> Overall summing up, yes, the story itself was a nice, light, light little bit of fluff, mm-hmm. but it was a wonderful introduction to both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Right. It was very much, it had singing, it had dancing goblins, etc., etc. <laughs> it was a Christmas story. Yes. The Christmas stories aren't serious. We've had five frigging sharks. For Nothing wrong sake. with a flying shark. <laughs> yeah, it's the Christmas stories are meant to be a bit light, but then lead you into yeah. something yeah. else. Oh, and construct number one. Yes, we know it wasn't realistic because it wasn't pissing it down on Christmas Eve, but they didn't know. <laughs> anyway, we'd like to know what you thought of the church on Ruby Road. Write to us via show. At staggeringstories.net. Next up is our hopes and dreams. Adam, what were our hopes and dreams for 2023? 
first hope and dream for 2023 came from fake Keith. And you said you hoped that 2023 would be really, really dull. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. It was really, really interesting. <laughs> oh, well, that one went wrong. Real Keith hopes and dreams, along with the excellent Doctor Who merch, we will also get a new <laughs> art book or technical manual. Please! Nope. Nope. Jeans, now that RTD has taken over Doctor Who with Bad Wolf, they seem to be pretty stable. We get an experience and stage set tours back. Nope. No, but that's a hope for me for now. Adam yep. hoped Fiction. that RTD2 would announce a mini-series with the 8th or 11th Doctor. Yep. Nope. Whereas fake Keith hoped and dreamt that the remaining cast original Trek make it through the year. Yes. There's not many left. Ha-ha, <laughs> success. Real Keith hopes, as it's the anniversary year, as RTD is back in command, we get a new promo concert. Kind of the 60th. We did get the concert, but... Nobody could really attend it. Yeah, it was yeah, by, it was... by random lottery. Only a few people got there. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Adam hoped for another duo of Starcop box sets from Big Finish. Kind of. Well, those not in box set form anymore. It's now coming out to six individuals, but same number of stories. <laughs> it's so still there. Yeah. I'm, I'm Kate as a win. Yeah. I hoped that the cast of Lower Decks would make a pact to run for as long as The Simpsons has, and they pencil in the final episode to be aired in 2069. We'll never know. Never Nothing know. official yet, I don't know. Was real Keith hoped and dreamt that as Warlord had lost Doctor miniature license, we get a whole new range of independent, unofficial figures. Yeah, the, uh, certainly the older figures that yeah. they had to delete because of license have miraculously reappeared. Returned from the dead. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm, I've still got that in mean current ones, but it's growing. No? It's growing. Esty. I dreamt that ITV and BBC sees its success of weirdo programmes like Wednesday, Star Wars, Stranger Things, and so on, and make some that everyone can watch. Fake Keith added, they'll realise quite soon that Ghost is hugely popular and drop it. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> well, well, they kind of did. It's finished. It ended naturally. It ended. It ended. Not the BBC, though. Not their fault. Fake Keith, The Last of Us is as good as the game and gets a second season. It was. Well, it's, and it, it really was. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it Adam, was. <laughs> Adam hopes and dreamed. I think it's due out this year at the end of the year. Ghostbusters Afterlife 2 or whatever the sequel's called is going to be great. Mm. Every bit as good as the last one, if not better. Well, Hollywood had other things to say about yeah, it. It was yeah, meant to come out in, I think it was December. It, yeah. It's now March this year. The real life got in the way. Yeah. As Gene hoped and dreamt, the new TARDIS interior is really, really good. Ha! A more open plan design. Not as small as feeling as Whitaker's. You, 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 you got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. It's no satisfying you, is it? I'm playing a bit more, but not this home. I'm warming to it. I'm warming to it. Sorry, I've just hit the microphone. Um, Real Keith hopes that Tutti's TARDIS will be the debut of the leopard print interior. Shame. <laughs> you can only ever hear about the leopard print. Yeah. Maybe they do it on the little roundels each round there, the <laughs> leopard print in it. Yep, yep, yep. Me again. Oh. RTD2 will bring Doctor Who back onto a more even kill, having a plan and following it, unlike making it up as he goes along and forgetting about ideas. Uh, Chibnall seemed to do I, I, I wasn't going to point fingers, but yeah. Real Keith also hopes that now with Disney's involvement in Doctor Who, we get Death's Head in the series, and he's then spun off into the MCU, not the Doctor, just Death's Head. Yeah. Hasn't happened good. yet. Hasn't happened yeah. yet. Well, Stephen 
had some hopes and dreams that we get a DWEU, a Doctor Who expanded universe, and the Hooniverse. Yeah. The Hooniverse, and that's, that's what he's... We're on track for that. We're not yeah. quite there yet, but yeah. yeah. Steve also hoped that Gremlins 3 comes about and stays faithful to the originals and is and it uses puppets and animation and is not overly CG'd. Yeah, Anatronics, yeah. Uh, no, not yet, anyway. Although they did get that CG uh, Mogwai uh, yes. series. So. Okay, on to this year's on hopes to and this dreams. Year's. Adam. Right. Okay, my first hope and dream for this year of 2024. I hope to see more classic Doctor's Companions in the main programme or in Hooniverse spin-offs. Mm. We've got Mel. Right, so we've seen, seen Mel. We know that uh, Tegan and Ace are somewhere in the background. Yeah, but have yeah. them turn up again. Similarly, I hope that they announce the Doctor Who spin-off this year, and I quite like the idea of a unit spin-off. Does not have to have David Tennant in it. They can <laughs> refer to, mm-hmm. but yeah, for the same reason, it gives them an opportunity to bring in old companions. And- on, a, on a side note to that, uh, Mr Tennant, I know he would make time in his schedule, but he is a popular and busy actor. And it, it kind of would take the shine off a bit yeah. of duties to an extent. But he could be in Peru. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You know what I'm going to say? Go on. Art book! <laughs> okay. We just watched uh, Imagine. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. had some production artwork in there, and it looks, it looks glorious. wonderful. Yeah. We've had two TARDIS consoles since the last yeah. one. We've had three Cybermen, since, types <laughs> of Cybermen since the last BBC, one. BBC, Keith would like an art book. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I hope that Shooty and Millie prove to be as wonderful in the coming series as they were in the Christmas special. Sure, they will. Sensible one. Yeah. My next hope and dream for 2024: we get more Babylon Five animations. Oh yes. After the road home, as well, good. I hope we get a Loki season three and a Quantum Leap season two. Okay. Quantum Leap is already on season two. Oh, is it? Quantum Leap season season three. three, Sorry. (laughs) Season three. Uh, Mine are mostly who related, so a proper. Who proms? Yes. Mm. It's about time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mine's a dream. All right. I dreamt that a T-Rex baby escaped from Tillgate Nature <laughs> Centre and had to be herded along the streets of Crawley by Jurassic Park cosplayers. Again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my final then, my final hope and dream for this year, we get a Nebula animated series based on her What If. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would yeah. be fun. The uh, Blade Runner film noir Nebula detective thing, yeah. That's really good. I hope, and I know they've done season one and two so far, I hope Tutti stays more fun for, for slightly longer than the regulatory three seasons they seem to do yeah. now. Particularly given he's got shorter seasons. Yeah. yeah. Hearts back to one of my ones from last year, New Minis. Oh, it doesn't yes. matter whether it's a, an official licensed or not. Minifigures, not cars. Not cars. No, no, no. Um, Minifigures, miniatures, 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 miniatures. Okay. Um, I hope that Netflix starts realising that they don't have to cancel everything after one series. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> My last one, mm-hmm. another exhibit stroke set visit. Because yes. I'd love to get my hands on that new console. Yeah, not that we touched the last one. No, 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 no we didn't. Actually, we never touched one before last one. <laughs> yeah, we, we we never touched the last one we managed to get on. Yeah. Flicking switches and levers. I went for a small switch, but the women all went for the big lever. That's because the nice man said I could. <laughs> right, young Adam has been at it again. Oh, at it. He's made us a New Year audio quiz. Ooh. Let's hope it's not as hard as his Christmas audio quiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
which had us weeping. And let's hope, because we're eating his chocolates, we could actually do the quiz without what? having our mouths full of chocolates. Well, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, this is a different one. I'm not going to play you the audio until you got the answer right. What? <laughs> so, what it is, inspired... He's totally to a new level. <laughs> inspired by the musical number in the Church on Ruby Road... Doctor Who has had a few bits of music in its time and some music about Doctor Who. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read you a couple of lines of lyrics and you've got oh. to name the song. It's either going to be a popular bit of music from outside Who talking about it or mm-hmm. from in the series itself. Okay. Basically, you're doing Jeopardy. <laughs> Could be. I don't know what, <laughs> what is. <laughs> but musical, yeah. Okay, see how well we do on this. Okay. I'll feed him sugar spice and hang Christmas stocking from his big lead toe. I want to spend spend my Christmas with a Dalek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were were playing fair. I'm sorry. (laughs) Indeed it is. And just to prove it, I'll play a little clip. Don't cry. (laughs) And if he's very nice, I'll feed him sugar spice and hang a Christmas stocking from his big lead toe. Indeed. Do Daleks have big left toes? The go-go's. Uh, some mutant know. varieties do, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand how it's being played now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, next one then. So now, my dear, I ain't the girl you knew, because the angels got heaven, but I got you, and the tree of life grows tall, you see. Whoa. Oh, that's um the the one wedding of... No, not wedding. Love Don't Rhyme? No. Nope. Oh, I didn't no. think it was, but I knew what you were thinking. <laughs> hmm. What's Is this lyrics? an outside of the series song? No. I, no. I recognise the lyrics. Read What's them again. The so now, my dear, I ain't the girl you know, because the angels got heaven, but I got you, and the tree of life grows tall, you see. Is it from... um? The Titanic one with Carly Minogue. No, I think it's. I still think it's from um, the Runaway Bride. That's when you first heard it, because it's the one that's based on the other song, the the Snake song. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, run by the B fifty twos. Yeah, I'll play it. Daleks take Manhattan. Yeah, I remember it now. I recognise it. It did turn up again, but it, that was in uh, the end of time, I think, yeah. wasn't it? In the bar scene. Yeah. Okay, next one then. And let the cloak of life cling to your bones. Cling to your bones. Wake up, wake up. Uh, uh, it's ten, ten awake uh, from uh, Rings of... No, 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 from when ten's going to regenerate. They did a Doctor Who choir about it. Sally Deacham. The, yeah. No, no. Oh. I, I, I think I think it's the Rings of Akaten. It is. Oh, the, the long song for yeah. the Rings of Akaten. Saying. No, you can if you listen. This would be. It starts off as the perfect song to play at a funeral until it gets to the wake up bit. <laughs> then it gets a little bit weird because you start with "Rest Now, My Warrior," and you're yeah. like, "Yes, this is perfect funeral music." And then they all sing "Wake Up," and you know everyone in the room will then look at the coffee <laughs> with horror in their eyes. Particularly if you, you rig it to, to bobble a bit, yeah. You need to rig it so you yeah. hear a, a, a knocking, knocking on. I must admit, I too couldn't work out the lyrics until I saw them written down for that ah. song. I just can't hear them. No. Uh, anyway, 
Next one then, I think at least one of you get this one fairly quickly. A present science can't deny exists within, outside, behind, <laughs> latitude of the human mind. Oh, John Pertwee. Pertwee. I am the doctor. <laughs> it is. That used to you be don't the... have to play it, you really that, don't. That, 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 that used to be a quote on your, on your starship. Yeah, I really didn't choose that part, because that would be too obvious. That part, no. <laughs> can't deny exists I could see him on top of the bomb, so I really had to <laughs> okay then, next one. The law's right behind you, and it won't take long, so come you coyotes and howl at the moon. Ooh, gosh. Don't know that one. Is it a sound of drums? No, nope, earlier than that. Much earlier than that. Is it a new who? I mean, an old who? Yeah. Wow. Is it, um, uh, uh, oh, God, um, the cowboy, okay, corral, cowboy one. Yeah. Oh, really? The gunfighters? Yeah. Ballad of the Last Chance Saloon. That's it. I, I, I am grasping <laughs> at straws there, but... Here we go. Won't take long, so come you coyotes and howl at the moon Till the blood upon the sawdust in the last chance saloon Linda Barron. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay, this is a classic if there ever was one. We met cybernetic humans with no feelings at all. Oh, God, Doctor Warriors in Distress. We stood seven feet tall. <laughs> doctor in Distress. Yes. And we all were. Who cares? Humans with no feelings at all. Make, make it stop. Make it stop. This is why I'm not coming back for weeks. <laughs> okay. We sing in praise of total war oh, against the service and we are poor. Yeah. It's the master from the King's Demon. No, well, it's chameleon. It's, it's chameleon, chameleon from the King's Demon. It's of total war. Against the Saracen, we are poor. Not exactly a jaunty number. <laughs> no, no, not really. And I wandered around and I thought of your face, that Christmas looking rain. back at me. Kind of. It first turned up in the Christmas Invasion and then it got extended. No, I think it was a different song. It got extended for the album. Yeah, it got extended for the album. But this is when he was getting his, choosing his costume yeah. in Christmas Invasion. Thank you. <laughs> okay, a penultimate one then. We are the superior beings. Ha 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 hoo ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that famous Spice Girls song, isn't it? <laughs> we are the superior beings. Ha ha ha, ha, ha. hoo ha. Well, Wasn't that the Smash Robots from it could be. the Mashed Potato song <laughs> adverts? Well, it's not I love you because you are a darling. No. I know that. <laughs> Can we have a clue? Is this within who? It's outside. Outside, outside. who? Look okay. <laughs> Is it, um, Something by Kylie Minogue. Is it the um the Time Lord's Doctor in the TARDIS? It is. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it just popped into my head. <sighs> they said the ha ha was a bit different the way I can't think why this isn't played anymore. 
it doesn't matter. You don't actually hear him. No. And even the original is a, a musical. It's a cover. Is a, is a, an instrumental. So you don't actually hear him. Because that's the only reason I have it on my playlist. Because you can't actually hear the bastard. Yeah, that is on Joker as well, isn't it? Yeah. They use it in Joker. And Full Monty. Mm. But that was before yeah. he'd yeah. been prosecuted. And finally then, I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this, but... Uh, Klokida Shuna Terenat Arun Arun Close your eyes, my darling. Well, three, three of them, them at least. <laughs> that was much more doable than the Christmas one. You are, you are mellowing with uh, age. <laughs> I'm disappointed that the Thompson twins weren't in there. Ah, Do- well, I'm sure <laughs> doctor, are. doctor. There are many more that could be chosen, including the uh, the Goblin song, which I didn't particularly. <laughs> right. Before we move on to our fears, there's something else giving us fear at the moment, because he oh, looks... No. Furious. He hasn't even got a Christmas hat on. Oh, well, no. Oh, but he is lit up wonderfully with fairy lights. He is. He does have a halo. One, two, three. Hello, Hello, Pertwee. Hello, Terence. Hello, Dave Zilla the Mighty. Squirts a lot. Hello, Nebula. Folded up and lent against the radiator, Clara. Have you said hello to uh, Terence? I have. And Dave the Mighty? I have. Okay. Hello, Moomin with a fez on. Hip, 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 hooray. (laughs) Moomin with a fez on, and he's coming out out to to play. play. (laughs) Dangerous Churchill, Nazi Spock. So many pictures of Amy Pond, it's unbelievable. uh, And and so many Amy Ponds dotted around. It's quite sad. Collapse into middle age and out the other side. Senility hits early. I'm sorry, pot kettle black. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that takes us on to our fears. What were our fears for 2023, Adam? Well, the first one, you feared that George Takei will pop his fabulous clogs. Oh, George, you've, Uh, you've stuck with it. He's still here. Hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Wilkie feared that Cubicle 7 will lose their Doctor Who RPG licence. No, they brought out a couple of more um, modules One over the last year. One turned up for me a couple of weeks back. Whitaker. Supplement yeah. of some kind, yeah. Gene feared, despite all other appearances, Disney will start to spread their insidious fingers into Doctor Who and start to move away, move it away from the BBC. Adam feared the Babylon 5 reboot won't happen. I think it won't. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. unfortunately, it's, yeah. Stephen feared that Grogu will die. Stephen's a cheery old sort. <laughs> <laughs> He's still with us at the moment, to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't kill off Grogu. <laughs> that would just be backlash. Frank Keith feared the three Doctor Who specials will be so poorly received that RTD2 will say sod it. And shut down Doctor Who before Tutti's first season is even shown. I'm so happy to be wrong. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very positively received, I think, for yeah, the most part. Yeah, so far. Ah, uh, Gene feared we would lose William Russell in 23. Wow. He's hanging he's, on. He's still with yeah. us. Yep. Keith feared that Paramount Plus would go tits up, mm. close, taking all Trek along with them, i.e. all episodes are removed and we have no access to them, like HBO with Westworld. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Although, yeah, they're, yeah. they're still with us. <laughs> yes, whereas I feared the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will kill Nebula and generally be weaker than the other instalments. No. No, I, I think you... Both of those are... Yeah, completely and 
does excellent, and she survives. Thank you, Fear. The Staggering Stories podcast will end because Adam is given a T-shirt that says, I am a total psychopath, and decides to give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half right. Uh, why not? The T-shirt fits. Have you got the blood out? Uh, it's a bit hard, but, you know, most Yeah, of but it. what about the T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Who's <laughs> it now? It's yours. <laughs> okay. I feared that Stranger Things Season 5 will lose the plot. We don't know yet. It hasn't been shown no. due to America. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever scheduled State for this side. year. But I don't it know. didn't make it one of the, yeah. the problems. And Adam feared we would lose not one, but two doctors. Oh, no. He's been wrong. Not a, not a single one, let alone two. wrong, wrong. Right, my first fear for 2024 is that George Takai will pop his glorious clogs. (laughs) My first fear for 2024, the Babylon 5 reboot will be officially pronounced dead. My fear is that we will lose both Tom and Sylvester this year. Is there something glowing on your nipple? What is it? It's a, it's a heated jacket. It's showing that her it's jacket a heated is heated. Gilet. It's My gilet is at comfortable temperature. I just wonder why your nipples were glowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my radiant personality. It shows through the bar and the two t-shirts. Oh yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> I'm going slightly different. Oh yeah. My fear for twenty and uh, twenty-four mm. and beyond oh, right, okay, yeah. is all animation. Doctor Who will be of the Web of Fear Celestial Toymaker variety. <laughs> so therefore, utterly crap. Uh, now, now. We'll see about Celestial Toymaker. I fear that Netflix will go bust. Wow. Uh, yeah. My second fear is the BBC will outright sell Doctor Who to Disney. Ooh. I think that would be the most stupid business deal in the history of mankind. They need the money, though, don't they? They can get a, how much, a billion a, for Doctor Who? I don't know. Yeah, but... Uh, count how much they'll get over the years for Doctor Who. But also Disney needs the money. Yeah, and we know how much revenue Doctor Who alone brings in. It's the biggest revenue creator for the BBC. Yeah. I don't know if they'd cut their nose off. I hope you're wrong, Adam. (laughs) I hope so too. Well, I I have a kind of similar fear in that Disney's notes become more pervasive. What? Disney's notes become more persuasive. Persuasive. Oh, you know they what they interfere. give? They interfere. <laughs> sorry, I, I lost track of you halfway through the but, word. So you know, sorry. you know, Disney are giving the yeah. Dog I, I get it now. I get it now. They'll be yeah. more, pers- pers- yeah. They'll be, <laughs> they'll be you more can, interfering. That's the more one. the words she can't say. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't say it I just, the first time. I just but wanted I lost to. It. I wanted to say it again. What pervasive. Will they become? <laughs> sorry, pervasive. I didn't hear that. Pervasive. Pervasive. Can you spell it? Pervasive. Pervasive. All right, stop. Woo woo. The ratings crash and burn. My final fear is that Facebook and Instagram will start charging people to have an account. Ooh, wouldn't be surprised. My final fear there will be fewer physical media releases. So DVDs, Blu-rays, fewer of those. I've got a third one. Cameron won't return to the podcast. Yes, that was my other fear, but I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to upset Cameron. He has no concerns about upsetting me. (laughs) See, my fear was that we were going to lose Cameron and our ratings, not that we count our ratings, will drop and we won't want to do it anymore without Cameron. Is he doing sad face? Yes. Constipation, I think. Constipation, all right, okay. That you won't come back to us. Stop doing sad face. That you will choose on the days you're not being studious not to come and join us. Look woman <laughs> tempted to do that just to see the look on your face <laughs> oh dear right we would like to know what your fears are any fears will do oh, i've just figured out another fear i'm not going to get cuddles for a while because 
she'll be at college. Oh, for <laughs> I'll cuddle you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we would like to know what your fears are. They don't have to be Doctor Who or sci-fi related. Just tell us what scares you. Adam <laughs> likes to make notes. Yeah. <laughs> Write to us via show. At. Staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. Right, we have... Some feedback. Oh, do, thank you. In fact, quite a lot of feedback. Right, we have heard from Naya. Hello, Naya! Happy New Year, Naya. Yeah. Happy New Year. Um, she's written twice, but I'm going to link them together. All right. She says, hello, staggering storytellers. I want to throw in my two cents about bi-generation after mm. the discussion on episode 435. There's a quote running around Tumblr to the effect that by generation making it possible for David Tennant to show up in Doctor Who whenever is complete fan service and the number one <laughs> fan being serviced is David Tennant. <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth in that. But like Jean, I wondered at first if having by generation was undercutting Shooty's debut. Then I decided that it was actually a surprisingly sneaky and subtle way for RTD to do an end run around racism. Mm -hmm. If all we saw of Shooty was a surprised look and one line in the final five minutes then all the people who don't want to give the black doctor a chance need only turn off their tvs and not watch whereas by generation made shooty an important character within the giggle mm. and a necessary one for solving the plot mm. everyone who wanted to know how the story ended didn't have an option to shun shooty ignoring him simply wasn't an option that shooty is good enough an actor to establish his unique and dead accurate take yeah. while working shoulder to shoulder with the most popular doctor of the entire show was the icing on the cake yeah. yeah. She added, I adore Shooty Gatwell. Love, love, love him as the Doctor. I'm hoping to love Ruby too, but that's going to have to wait until she gets a personality that's a little more than generic perky London teenager number 27. Yes. Mm. I adore Shooty Gatwell almost enough to make up for that hot mess of a labyrinth knockoff script. Yes, yes, Disney is willing to pay for lots of rubber goblins and has the animatronics experience to make them look real, but they're not time travellers. They just travel in time and they're all going to feast on a single baby by feeding it to one big goblin and oh I can't even list all the nonsense that had me going what? What? <laughs> yes, the screen. If I tried it would be a long long letter to read out so I will focus hard on what I did like. Shooty easily running along the rooftop scolding Ruby. Yeah. Cherry's endlessly unfulfilled request for a cup of tea. <laughs> yes. Shooty twirling on the dance floor in a kilt. Mm -hmm. Very nice legs on that man. <laughs> the mystery of the neighbour lady suddenly turning pleasant and knowing what a TARDIS is. Yeah. Shooty's whole discussion with the police officer. An excellent introduction to 15's overall personality. Yeah. I've only seen Shooty in the background of the Barbie movie and that one clip in Tennant's final, maybe, episode. So it was great to see him really flex through the door. has been possessed by the Master and 15, finding that out, is going to be the big season-ending climax. Mm. Oh, you, you've just heard our discussion. Yeah. No, it's clearly Davros. <laughs> well, definitely. <laughs> could answer how he get his legs back. She's a nude! <laughs> <laughs> or she could be someone we haven't met before. Dun, dun, dun. The Absorvaloff. <laughs> oh god Adam do you want to read the letter from Siobhan because I think there's a surprise isn't there oh yes Ooh. you should have a present I do it's right here Shall I open the present? As it's my last day. <laughs> Can do. <laughs> because I know what's in the present. Do you? Okay. Because I spoke to Siobhan on the phone and begged and begged and begged and said I wouldn't tell. <sighs> okay, here we go then. From Siobhan, dear The Staggering Stories. How are things? With luck, somewhere in the room in which you're sitting is a Christmas present for old man Purcell. There it is. Adam, you may now open your present. Thank you for this. Uh, opening, on my behalf. Opening the present. It's very well wrapped. Oh. It's clear DVD or Blu-ray or something of that ilk. There it is. What is it? It is Zardos. 
starring <laughs> okay. Sean Connery oh, in a nappy. Dear. Okay. <laughs> Finish the letter. We're going to have to review it, aren't we? Um, <laughs> the challenge is that Staggering Stories review this sometime over the next two shows. Okay, we've got a time Oh, dear, I don't have to watch it. I was just going to say, let's oh, watch it, please. Yeah. Just see what I mean. Um, no. We'll sit down with a cup of tea and a couple of cakes and watch it together. I don't, I don't have to. I don't have to suffer anymore. Uh, excuse me. Before before I was on the podcast, I had to sit down and suffer some of the things you were reviewing. It was Doctor Who. You like Doctor Who. <laughs> I think this will be our next delve into films that Dave would watch. Yeah, I think that seems appropriate. Seems definitely a film Dave would watch, yeah, so that so, will be it. So. And as you said, our. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. I just want to see Sean Connery in a nappy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I watch the uh, Rick and Morty piss take of this film instead? No. <laughs> we should do both. Yeah. Anyway, you're welcome, Siobhan. P.S. And incidentally, happy fan cliche to all of you at home. P.P.S. You've all done very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Siobhan should be getting their Doctor Who scarf back <laughs> after that. I Ooh, think that bag, scarf, scarf bag should harsh. stay here. You know, if you're going to inflict that kind of atrocity on us. I think we have some audio feedback. We do have various bits of audio feedback. Right. Mr. M, some bit of feedback. It missed last podcast by literally minutes, I think. Oh. So. Hi, Mr. M. Hope you had a good Hello, Christmas. Yes, yes. Hello, Staggering Stories. It's Mr. M. And we are going to talk about the three Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials. Excellent. Do you have any general thoughts that you want to start off with? Uh, Not really, no. Not really. (laughs) Okay. Um, Fair enough. Well, you enjoyed Donna? Yeah, yeah, I quite like her. I liked David Tennant. I thought the 14th Doctor was good. Similar enough to the 10th Doctor, but also different enough to be interesting. I think the episodes look really good. There was lots of variety across the three of them. Russell T. Davis is as good as I was hoping he could be. The first episode, Star Beast, was good fun. When I first watched it, I I mean, I, I was so excited to watch it. There was a feeling of, I'm enjoying this, but not quite enjoying it as much as I think I will when I go back and watch it. And I think each time I've watched it since, I have enjoyed it a bit more. But it's it's just a kind of good, normal episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, I think it was sort of like, it had all the classic elements of a good Doctor Who episode, which I think is kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was, you know, a cute alien that turns out not to be cute, monsters, <laughs> units, some good special effects, a spaceship. Yeah, all the kind of classic Doctor Who components. The meep was really good. The voice was really good. Mm-hmm. I really like Shirley Ann Bingham, the new unit scientific advisor. She's a really fun new character. I hope we get to see units more regularly. Mm-hmm. And I like that there are more unit characters now other than just Kate. Although, what's happened to Osgood? Mm, that's that's a very good question. Although, I guess Osgood's kind of... I feel like she's got too much baggage with all the Zygon and is she a Zygon or not a Zygon. Um, so it's probably easier to not bring her back at this point. But yeah, first episode was good, really fun. New TARDIS as well, we saw at the end of that episode. Really big, really white. <laughs> Do you think it's too white? Uh, not necessarily, no. I, think- I don't know. It's a bit it's, it's a bit of a show-off thing that it's so big, but I guess it's see, so See, I don't mind that, but then maybe I'm quite a show-off person. <laughs> but I, I think it's a bit white. I'm not keen, and unless you did discuss it in the last episode, 
and I missed it. I don't think there was any discussion of the new opening titles and theme music. No. No. I quite like the opening titles, but I don't like that the names and the actual Doctor Who logo don't show up at the point in the music that I feel like they should show up. <laughs> Do you have any idea what I'm talking about when I say that? Of course not. I feel like I feel like they should they should show up at like specific points within the music and they don't and it really annoys me um but i actually like the way it looks mm-hmm. um in the commentary for i think for the giggle rossi davis said that they shot mm-hmm. some footage of the doctor and donna like in the tardis Leading like out. waving out yeah. the door and you would see them in the tardis as it was spinning around in the vortex and he really liked that, but everyone else said it looks rubbish. So they, <laughs> so they didn't use that. Yeah, Moffat said. I think that would have been quite Moffitt. fun. Yeah. Um, I've gone way off on a tangent. The music, the actual music, is okay, but at some points it gets very much like you've got people going... Oh, <laughs> and I don't like that. It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit too much. <laughs> anyway, that's the first episode. Second episode, Wild Blue Yonder. We had very different opinions about this episode mm. because you said that it was silly. Yeah, I found mm. it silly and for some reason I found it a bit cringy. I don't know. Whereas I thought it was brilliant yeah. and yeah. I loved every single moment of it. I liked the tension and the creepiness of the first half and then the weirdness. When the, when the weirdness like really started, I was I was completely on board with that. My favourite bit, though, isn't the my arms are too long or the big, <laughs> big floppy jaw. Um, it's it's when they um, get really big and they like fill up the corridor and you just kind of like a sort of amalgus blob of the of the Doctor and Donna. I think that looked really good. Yeah, I mean, um, I appreciate the like artistic work of it. I just personally did didn't enjoy it that much. I think for some reason I was at the same time over and under stimulated by it. <laughs> the whole time I was thinking, so when is anything actually happening? But at the same time, wait, there's too much going there's on. Too much so I don't know that those two things just didn't balance for me in but, my head. Yeah, I, I I I agree in some ways, but I kind of like things like that sometimes. Um, I wouldn't want every episode to have been like that, no. but no. I'm glad that at least one of them was. Mm-hmm. It was also really good to see Wilf at the end. Yeah. It's just a shame that that was all we all we got with Wilf. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see him. Episode three, I thought, was just absolutely brilliant. There's a lot packed into that episode. When you go back and you actually look at everything that happened mm-hmm. in it, there's a lot of tiny little bits in it. But I think almost all of them work. Stooky Bill is great and creepy. I hate dolls. Um, especially, oh, I hate things that m- have movement seemingly of their own accord. I find that really creepy. Um, and they sort of set up the whole idea of the giggle laughing at the human race. And that's not ever really explained that much. No. Or it's not, it doesn't really go anywhere because then they sort of move on to the next thing. And then we get a lot of stuff with the toy maker going into all these, all these different rooms and all these different kind of, um, like when, when the doctor sees the guy who's been turned into a marionette and then you get the puppet show. I, I, when I watched it back, it didn't feel like there was a lot of consequence to any of these sequences. They were just sort of there. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. But yeah. I don't know if that's a bad thing because that does very much fit with the whole yeah. toy maker game playing remit of 
the Tom Mick is almost sort of there just to have fun without any consequence. So I didn't mind it too much in that episode. It just it could be a bit jarring. What did you think of the Toy Maker? Yeah, it's really good. I laughed at the ridiculously fake German accent that didn't even make sense. Like graining. <laughs> yeah, what was that for? <laughs> also, I liked the um, top and tails he was wearing with the French accent, and that was only in that like one tiny scene. And obviously, the the spice up your life scene um, was was really good, um, especially with all the rose petals shooting everywhere. Unit, what do you think about Unit as a concept? As a concept, yeah. Well, like as a, as a group throughout the history of Doctor Who, do you? Um. Like- well, I'm not quite sure because I don't like any sort of military stuff. So the original concept of it bothers me a little bit, but then what it is now is a bit better. I guess it's more sort of a sciency thing. Then there's the bioregeneration. What did you think about that? I think it was like I, I like when he said when he told them just to pull and then they sort of pull <laughs> him apart into two people. Yeah, it was, was the actual the actual effects of it and the moment of it yeah. was very well done. Mm. I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I'm not really bothered by it. it doesn't excite me too much. The main benefit of it was getting to see David Tennant and Shuti Gatwa interacting, yeah. and I'm really excited for for Shuti, and I thought he was really good. My only worry about that would be uh, about the bioregeneration and having the two of them together would be that David Tennant would overshadow the incoming Doctor. I don't think that happened at all. Mm. No. Um, not too sure about them giving this Doctor another TARDIS. I feel like if the 14th Doctor's going off to like have a, have a vacation somewhere, I would I'd be happy with that if he then also didn't have his own TARDIS to be able to go off and have his own adventures. But are we actually ever going to see the 14th Doctor again? More likely we won't see him, so I don't really mind. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Christmas and for goblins and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> if you had to give the episodes a rating out of 10... No, I don't do that. <laughs> really? I can't okay, translate okay. emotions to what, numbers. What was your favourite of the three? Probably the third one. The, yeah. yeah, that was that. Yeah. I would say I enjoyed each one more than the one before. I would probably give give the first one about seven out of ten. The middle one maybe an eight point five, maybe an eight. Um, last one's definitely at least nine out of ten. So overall, very happy. Yeah. yeah, for me it's for me it's three, one, two. I think the order. Yeah, but uh, hey. Uh, yeah, at least we agree that the last one's the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we've not rambled on for too long this time, and hopefully we'll be back for the next podcast with some predictions for what's going to happen next year. Until then, bye. Bye. Thank you. I think it's interesting because she, yeah. she obviously hasn't seen the history of the show. Yeah. I wonder how many other people don't twig that Unit exists because of Lethbridge Stewart's encounters with alien life forms. Well, yeah, they were and military, they start- but they were there to protect the Earth. Yeah, yeah, they started out because of the Doctor, etc., because yeah. they, they were specific yeah. armed to deal with yeah. alien incursions. The, the, the military to look after the scientists who were there to combat the problem. Yeah, yeah but that's not something that people would necessarily... No. I mean, so during, during the tenant era, the brief times we saw them, it got much more militaristic. Mm. Yes, and he had much less time for them. I yeah. think it would have done anyway. Yeah. The implication being that Martha was going to go in there and make yeah. them a bit more sciencey. Yeah. She's obviously a medical doctor, but she disappeared too. Any more feedback? Yes, we have one here from Tim. Hi, Tim. Hello, Tim! Tim. 
Hello, Staggerers. It's Tim from Tim's Take On here. Hi there. Hello, uh, hello the Menagerie. Which <laughs> just saves me saying hello to all of them. I know there's an awful lot of them. Probably yes. the best. And, um, well, I haven't sent one of these for a while, so I thought I'd give you a bit of an update of some of my viewing in the past few months. Excellent. As I pay for these streaming services, I've been desperately trying to catch up on things that sort of reach me through the ether that are, <laughs> you know, popular. So I mainlined uh, Umbrella Academy over several weeks, and I love it. Yes. Yes. There's a very strange mixture of characters in it. Some of them you absolutely love, and some of them you're kind of like, yeah, I sort of love you because you're kind of morally all over the place. Like, Five is a bit morally all over the place. I sort of love their father. I shouldn't love their father because he's a horrible piece of work. (laughs) So, yeah, Umbrella Academy whizzed through that. And I'm now in the kind of like Umbrella Academy hiatus because we had the directors and the actors strike in America. Mm -hmm. So everything that we've been mainlining from streaming services is on pause and possibly about to go into production, which means you won't see a series of it till like late 2024, which is a bit gets me a bit itchy. But on the (laughs) other hand, gives me an excuse to watch other things that I haven't watched bringing me this the second thing on my list i've made notes um the boys oh yes now those of you who came on the charter tour this year and it was only a compact group of us Mm -hmm. i pointed out that the spin-off from the boys a show called gen v which by the way they were hiding the identity of they put signs out telling the locals oh by the way if you walk past this point you'll end up in this filming Mm -hmm. and no mention was name, made of the show Gen V. They used the working title for the show, and um, I went up to one of the crew members and tried to slyly get out information out of them, and I went, is this season two you're shooting right now? And they went, yes. So I'm currently watching The Boys, which I'm quite enjoying, apart from Carl Urban's accent. <laughs> I had to go on Wikipedia and look up his character. Apparently he's English. Yeah. That's very much English in quotation marks for me. It's not quite Dick Van Dyke, (laughs) but it's heading there at times. Some episodes he sounds Australian. Some episodes I just can't get a hook on where he's meant to be from. But he's meant to be Cockney. Okay. Hmm. Can we just sit him down and have him watch EastEnders for a month? Then he'll get a grip on the accent, because that is not Cockney, Carl Urban. Um, Then, the Tenant Specials. Which I was quite looking forward to. I've had mixed feelings about his doctor. I really loved him at times, and then other times he sort of annoyed me. And if I was to be pushed on favourite doctors of the modern era, I'd float more towards Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. The first one... Oh, God, whose name escapes me now. But the first one... Yes, yes, the Starbeast. The first one with the me pin, it was a bit of a romp. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure I've got the energy in me at 53 years old to enjoy romps anymore. <laughs> there was a lot going us. for it. The main things I enjoyed about it was Miriam Margolis as the Meep. Mm. And by the way, if you've not heard Miriam Margolis's audiobooks, get them now. They're brilliant. Ah, okay. Particularly her latest one, in which she does a whole chapter on swear words and her favourite ones. <laughs> it was wonderful for people like me who like collecting samples for synthesizers. <laughs> I now have a collection of Miriam Margolis swear words sitting on my computer and I can muck around with them. <laughs> um, but yes, the first one did loved the Meep 
having got the comic book recently with Doctor Who magazine, which I very rarely buy these days, but I wanted that one for, like, the posters and various things in it. In the comic book, they stretch that whole thing out of the meat pretending to be nice far longer because they've got six parts of a comic <laughs> strip. <laughs> yeah. In this, everything had to be speedier because you've only got an hour... And so there's that great scene in the underground car park where the Doctor suddenly finds a wig in his pockets, which are clearly bigger on the inside. Indeed. And there's this great confrontation. But it's not quite full-on, you are evil. It's kind of like a proper court case of yeah. gathering the evidence and go, hang on a minute, you've been shooting at us, yet the car we're in is not damaged. And the meat, and, oh, well, there's been certain things about you. And it's just this great turnaround where the meat goes from being... I can't remember the exact line. I've watched this episode twice now, so I will paraphrase the meep. But goes from being, oh, I'm just a pure and little meep, to, oh, sod this. (laughs) And suddenly a gun appears from nowhere. (laughs) From his pouch. The meep actually becomes more enjoyable when the meep is evil. And those (laughs) last few minutes of the show where the meep's this, like, big fluffy thing at the top of a spaceship are just, oh, brilliant. Then we had the middle one, Wild Blue Yonder, which was brilliant. Yes. I'd have, I'd have had that alone. If they'd come up with the news a few months ago and said, David Tennant's coming back for just one special, and they put that one on, I, I would have been in. Because it reminded me of a particular big finish, the scariest big finish I've ever heard. It was written by Robert Sherman. I've met Robert Sherman a few times. He's a very nice man. He's an yes. academic. Yep. He does lecturing in universities. He's a really nice guy. And he writes really scary fiction. It's always the quiet ones. <laughs> yeah, he wrote a story called Scherzo or something. I'm sure one of you Scherzo. can pronounce it better than me. Which is just the eighth doctor, Charlie, and a baddie in a sort of void. It scared the bejesus out of me. Bear in mind, I tend to listen to Big Finish in the dark, like first thing <laughs> in the morning on a Sunday or something. So there's no one around to distract me from it. So yeah, absolutely loved that one. It was one of those things where other people have criticized the effects in it. I've got 32 yeah. inches of HD TV. I had no trouble with the quality of the effects in that episode. Mm-hmm. And just the techniques and stuff pushed it out of the park. And also, they've come up with a new phrase for the playgrounds, which is always good with Doctor Who. My arms are too long. <laughs> the third one, my opinion of it has improved upon rewatch because I got the Blu-ray of the specials on pre-order and literally days after the third one had aired, it arrived in my post box and I went, I'm going to rewatch all three of these on consecutive nights. And I got to the giggle. There's stuff in it I absolutely adore. Neil Patrick Harris, well, that's all right, then, (laughs) is just, oh, he's brilliant. I mean, I I watched stuff with Neil Patrick Harrison for a scary number of years. He was in a show called Doogie Howser, MD, when he was barely a teenager, about like a sort of boy genius doctor. I had no idea he had all of these talents, though. And yes, yes, Neil Patrick Harris, you can dance, (laughs) because I couldn't dance like that. I watch Strictly, and sometimes I watch Strictly, and it scares the bejesus out of me just watching people do lifts. (laughs) And I'm going, oh, no, (laughs) no thanks. So, yeah, he was brilliant. The whole Dr. Donna combination in this episode was brilliant. The bi-generational thing... I don't hate. <laughs> I just thought it was a horrible sort of compromisey thing because the whole point of Doctor Eras is they are meant to reach a sort of full stop, a close. And also, the first time I watched this, and I tend at times to trust my first opinion on things, my first thought was, so the Doctor, who's a hero, and it's kind of built into him, 
So this one's not going to be a hero anymore. He's just going to sit around with a family. What, what's he going to do? He's going to feel a bit useless. And it's going to hark back to the power of three with Matt Smith, where he's sitting there drumming his fingers and going, so this is what life's like for everybody else, is it? Um, Different point in his life now, yeah. though. I'll, th- I'll yeah. throw in some... Um, I don't know if they're 30-second recommendations, but He's recommendations to tie thing. things up here. Yes. Now and again, I am a victim of the um, Amazon algorithm, where it throws stuff at me because I've bought similar before. Earlier this year, it went, yeah, you know Blackadder? I go, yes, love it. Have re-watched it umpteen times. Can quote it actually better than Doctor Who. Baldrick, this is my fist. Would you run towards it now? Yes, you, you know you, you got it for Christmas a couple of years back on DVD box set. And, I, and I'm going, yes, Amazon, I know that. Oh, by the way, we've remastered it to HD and put it out on Blu-ray. I'm in. I then looked up how much it cost and I went, oh, Peter, my brother, <laughs> can I have this for Christmas? <laughs> so I have been re-watching Blackhead. I have mainlined the underrated Series 1, Wessex! Fresh horses! Which, according to Brian Blessed, is the second most popular thing people say to him. It's <laughs> Gordon's Alive first, and it's Wessex Fresh Horses second. The first series of Blackadder is excellent. There are certain flaws with it, because Blackadder does not feel like the central character in his own show. But he's surrounded by an amazing bunch of actors. Yeah. They also threw an insane amount of money at it for a comedy show. They built yeah. huge sets. They did this incredible location filming out in Northumberland where they had real snow <laughs> and real cold. <laughs> it's just brilliant, Blackadder 1. It's very, very underrated. I'm on to Blackadder 2 at the moment, which I really can quote because I've watched it. Every time any series of Blackadder gets repeated, I watch it. So, you have a woman's hand, my lord. I haven't got to that one yet, but Tom Baker is absolutely brilliant in Blackadder 2. I realise this is getting quite long, <laughs> so I will move on to the other box set that is currently staring at me in my room. Trumptonshire. Oh, right. I think this popped up when I it was Amazon algorithm rooming. Actually, come to think of it, I bought the Blackadder box set. Trumptonshire was the one I went to my brother for for Christmas. No, I posted this to um, Facebook a few days ago, and someone said, I've never heard of Chigley. And <laughs> wow. I said to them, what? You've never heard of Chigley? It's all <laughs> part of the Trumpton universe, don't you yeah. know? People listening at this point may may find it strange for a 53-year-old man to be watching a show that's older than they are, because Trumpton goes all the way back to like the late 60s. Who's older than most of but us. it's just a gorgeous piece of television. It's a children's show from the 1960s, early 70s. They're all made by a guy called Gordon Murray, and they've done their best to remaster it to HD for Blu-ray, but um, their 16mm prints did not exist in a lot of cases, so they've had to sort of do their best with... What what was in the BBC archive? But it's 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 a charming little show, and a bit like Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit is not set now. Wallace and Gromit is set in a sort of vague past that's never entirely interpreted. Trumpton, Camberwick Green, and Chigley are definitely all set in Victorian times. So there's a degree of technology there. There's like phones and things like that. There's no one on a mobile phone. That's all. <laughs> none of that technology has come along. No one's ever really watching television. The local fire brigade do band concerts. Pew, pew, Barnum I'm, I'm only a couple of episodes into it so far, but bureaucracy exists even in the world of Trumpton, because in episode two, the 
Fire Brigade have got an upcoming band concert. So they've gone to the local print man and they've said, we want some posters for our band concert. And he prints all, all these posters and the wonderful, gorgeous, sadly no longer with us, Brian Kant sings the whole song about printing posters. They then go around the town putting up these posters. And forever they meet people going, can't put a poster up there. Policeman comes along, no, no, you can't put a poster up there. Someone else comes along, can't put a poster up there. They find a notice board with an empty spot on it, and they get a ladder out, and they try to put the poster up there. No, you can't put a poster up there. You've got to have permission from the person who owns that. So eventually they get back to their own fire station, and Captain Flack just says, nobody can get at us for putting posters on our own fire station. There's a blank wall there. Fill it with posters for our band concert. (laughs) Episode ends, band concert. But it's just one of those gorgeously charming pieces of television from the 70s. There's no big bits of violence in it. It's just set in its own little world. And at times you just want to go and live there because everything's... Nobody shouts at each other in Trumptonshire. It's a really, really nice place to be. As, as as for other bits of viewing coming up in my future, I have watched the whole of the Doctor Who series 20 box set in terms of episodes and commentaries, but I tend to sort of mainline the extras and like clear out a Saturday evening for them. And as I've been distracted recently by that thing called Survivor on BBC One and the other thing called Strictly, Strictly I've rather enjoyed. Survivor, I've sort of been... It was all right for the first few episodes and then eventually you just get bored of a bunch of people torturing themselves on a tropical island (laughs) and all the sort of infighting and stuff. So I'll leave it there and um, hopefully the next time I send you feedback it will not be so ridiculously long. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thank you. And now, after all that feedback, it's time for Crumbly's Corner. Crumbly's Corner! Hello, Crumbly here. Sorry I'm not at this podcast, but I am currently in Hampshire, sleeping off copious amounts of turkey and roast potatoes. (laughs) Would like to share a thought or two about various viewings and such. Now, the church on Ruby Road. It can be a well-documented fact that sometimes towards the end of a uh, doctor's current life, they may become cynical, jaded, and a little world-weary. David Tennant's uh, doctor, despite the occasional allons-y, was tired and almost running on empty, which is why I was pleased about the concept of the dual regeneration and for him to have some much-needed downtime with Donna Noble's family. I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me when I say that he is the favourite you know, sort of doctor of the new series and sort of deserves something more rather than the um, I don't want to go <laughs> and the regeneration into the next doctor. Mm. Shooting outward brings an infectious enthusiasm to the role. Back in the day, I was something of a cheerleader for Patterson Joseph to take on the role, mm-hmm. but Shooty will be just fine, I'm sure. I'm sure there are plenty of people who are howling at the screen at the uh, comparisons to the uh, movie Labyrinth, The Stolen <laughs> Baby, Goblins, and A Goblin King, mm-hmm. who's not quite so handsome and androgynous as David Bowie. <laughs> but in this episode, it was unique in the fact that there was a, an impromptu solemn dance routine halfway through the episode. I think Russell T. Davis, he meant to break the mould of this episode and of the, the uh, forthcoming series. Now he is back in the uh, captain's chair. He has brought an well, irrepressible sense of fun to the Doctor again, and a certain sense of uh, daring do to him as well. The Doctor's new assistant, or companion, Ruby Sunday, has something of a mysterious past. Um, she was a founding left on the steps of the eponymous church, a birth mother who cannot be found. This all points to the uh, in the direction and hints about you know, what, who she can possibly be in, uh, sort of in next, uh, forthcoming episodes. I must raise I a, uh, a shout-out to uh, Davina McCall, 
ending up in a wheelchair due to various in- injuries sustained during the episode and being brained by the star on top of a Christmas tree is not a great way to go, but she does handle the role with relish. And finally, as an epilogue, just who is the mysterious Mrs. Flood? All in all, an enjoyable romp, and a first-class uh, start to uh, shooting at was tenure as a doctor. Now, on to hopes, fears and dreams. Oh, yes. Yeah, hopes and dreams. Tom Baker to remain alive for another year, <laughs> despite Adam's wishes. The much-touted reboot of Babylon 5 to finally get the green light, now that all the various strikes are all over and done without in the US. Right, next, uh, the Amazon Prime series, uh, The Expanse, to be given a uh, seventh and final season. Now, fears. William Shatner has touched upon most forms of music in his singing career. <laughs> you may think that uh, my intro to the uh, you know, sort of previous uh, podcast was a parody, but you never know. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of my uh, witterings for, for now. I'm off to do my bit for King and Country for the next two weeks. So, until we next meet again, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Thank well, you. Crumbly, enjoy jury service. Yep. We've got a new corner, chaps. A new corner. 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 This time we've got Stephen's Corner. Stephen's Corner. Oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, okay, calm down, girl. Calm down. Right. Okay, where are we? Calculations. Uh, 2025. No, sorry, too forward. Okay, 2024. Yes, perfect. Oh, and only just, literally. <laughs> Happy New Year. Okay, so Happy New Year. what is the Travelling back to 2023. We had, yes, the 60th anniversary specials. Perfect. Mm. Loved them. Okay. We had two. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. That's 2027. Uh, sorry, wibbly wobbly. Okay, we had the Meep. Mm. That was interesting. Loved the Meep. And the Wrath Warriors, very, very cool. But then what were the not things? That was different, mm, but I loved it as an episode. And the third one, okay, the giggle, very funny. Loved the fact that it was a timing one, puppet thing, which you watch McCall it. And then what the hell was a bi-generation? Bi-generations <laughs> are cool. And then a new doctor. Mm. Doctor, who are you? And who is Ruby Sunday? Mm. I guess there's more to find out. Definitely. But yeah, sorry, bit of fun there. Loved the 60th anniversary specials. Yeah, it was really good fun. Mm-hmm. Then the Christmas special was great. Yep. This is my first time recording an audio file on here like this, and it's really weird just talking to myself. <laughs> I've done it for a while. In the first sign of madness. Anyway, I just wanted to send this file over to you guys for say to say I hope you all had a lovely Christmas. Uh, you got anything you wanted? Have a lovely time with the family. That you have a very very happy New Year. And this year brings you all the best. Yeah. Until next time. Hopefully, very soon I'll be back to recording in person. But unfortunately, I've just been very busy recently with loads of stuff. And this is the only way I can join in. So, yeah. Merry Christmas. Enjoyed the 60th anniversary specials. Love that we have a lot of Doctor Who stuff going on. Probably should have actually written down a note before I sent this over. (laughs) But it is what it is. And I will speak to you all again soon. Take care. Uh, Missing you all. And... Goodbye. Take care, Mr. New Year. Same to you. Happy New Year. Take us out, not crumbly. And so that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thank God. But fear not. Next time there'll be more of the same, more news and reviews, more fun, frivolity and jollity, more who, old and new. So until that, X for Xmas. (laughs) Xylophone. I know it's E, but exuberant. I spelt it wrong. <laughs> I spelt it wrong. That xylophone X-ray watching the X-Files and the X-Men. 
comes. You started it. You can get yourself out of it. Come on. I I tried my bit. You threw it back in my face. You you set yourself up for your last one for a while. Thank God she's leaving. Got a dictionary somewhere. This is me, Keith, saying goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Don't go. I live with you. You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, number 436, featuring Adam herself, fake Keith, Jean Ridder, and the real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Did you see the Queen of Denmark abdicated live on air? Yeah, I, I heard, heard yeah. she'd abdicated. I didn't yeah. know it was Did she do there. a proper mic drop? Oh, wouldn't that be? Well, she, she's 82, so oh, she? it's a bit okay. off. Yeah, no, she, she abdicated live, announced her abdication. I wonder if it's because she knows that her faculties are going, Maybe. whereas our queen, her faculties was, were with her she, right to the end. It's yeah. her body that gave up yeah, the ghost. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty cool. And unlike here, her son, Frederick, who's now king, will just be crowned. There won't be any pomp and circumstance. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's because it was an abdication. Sorry, Keith. Um, no, I, I'm just trying to figure out what is, what is better, just the straight crowning and all the pomp and ceremony. I yeah. love the pomp and yeah, ceremony. It has that. I mean, tourism. We we yeah. found out about the pulling of the carriage the other week. We didn't did. We? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cracker. Pulling of the cracker. No, no. not right. Yeah. Did you know? Because um, when the Queen popped her clogs, and also when her father popped George VI popped his clogs, you've got all the and sailors Churchill. and that. Um, pulling the gun carriage of the coffin on okay. with ropes. And that all started when Queen Victoria died and they were just horse drawn mm-hmm. and the horses bolted Spooked. and didn't, they couldn't get them back. So they attached no. ropes to it and all the, um, all the military men pulled uh, okay. the Queen's coffin on the gun yeah. carriage. So it became a, a tradition. Staggering <laughs> stories, educating you every step <laughs> of the way. Ah. Uh. I predicted. Yeah. What about no, mine? What about Keith? yours? It was next. It was Keith was no, you missed one. Okay, go on. Go on it was just that I was. It, no, it, I want oh, you to read it. Oh, okay, it was just okay. the rotation. Mine came up for me. Okay. Uh, I predicted that. What the fuck? <laughs> You've got to read mine. <laughs> it's next on the list. <laughs> I will insert your batleth in you, swirl it around, pull it out, and get the cat to lick it clean. She will then have the taste for human... She's already got the taste for human... She has, yes. Go to your happy place. Cloud, keeping it up at the cloud. I know. Who understands the cloud? The cloud is just another person's computer. It's all right. Calm down. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. If you do it again, the batleth is confiscated for a week. <laughs> you do that again and it's confiscated for a month. I've got to peel potatoes. This is very true. Adam, mm-hmm. do you have an apple juice? I do, yes. Nipple juice? Did you say nipple yeah, juice? Yes, I'd like some of your nipple juice. Come here. <laughs> it has been noted she's playing Assassin's Creed, and the costume she's wearing has the guy exposing one oiled it is, nipple. It is oiled pert, and he's got at least a C cup going on there. <laughs> Oh, well, 
I'm so sorry. Oh, dear. Yeah, oh, here we go. I'm tired. <laughs> Could you hold it against your nipple so I can suck it? <laughs> I'm sitting right here. Well, you'll have to come over and suck it if you want. <laughs> That's a solid dairy milk, I think. No, it's caramel! <laughs> <laughs>